My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. My name is Jeff Mendelson, and this is the Six Figure Podcast Rebels Podcast. My guest today is Shane Boyd. Shane helps dad solopreneurs create and implement winning marketing and mindset strategies so that they can double their business without spending a small fortune on advertising. He does this through a 90-day consulting and coaching package that helps business owners with a customized marketing strategy with customized marketing strategies and working to create winning habits to supercharge their entrepreneurial mindset. It's going to be a great conversation today. Shane, thank you so much for joining me and welcome to the show. (laughs) Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Thank you. So I'm really curious about this. So uh, we were talking about this a little bit on the, on the Mm pre-call you're you're niching down into dad solopreneurs, right? Mm -hmm. So these are people who you know, who, um, I would assume are like where you are as well. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so you have a unique way to speak with them. It's also a very interesting niche because it's not just, you know, digital marketers that we're talking about here. We mm-hmm. could be talking about a locksmith. We could be talking about any kind of service provider that is just doing this on a smaller scale. Um, uh, talk to me a little bit about, uh, you know, your background, who you are, and what makes you so amazing? <laughs> You're implying I'm amazing. That's funny. Awesome. Thank you for that. I, uh, I am declaring it. <laughs> but no, as far as my background, I, I basically I'm the proverbial carpenter son. So I grew up learning how to hold the flashlight improperly for my dad. I don't know if any guy out there who listened to this would know what I'm referring to, but when you're holding the flashlight, I'm not working here. I'm working here. Here's where you hold the flashlights. I learned how to hold a flashlight improperly since I was like seven. So I learned how to do all the carpentry things, did all that fun stuff. You know, went through the military, Coast Guard, got married, divorced, remarried, have two kids. Things were awesome. But I was kind of blue collar by trade, but like white collar really is who I am. Kind of a white collar guy, but I kind of grew up blue collar. All good, man. I mean, you need all those people doing those things, man. So I learned how to do all the trades. Well, in 2000, crikey, four, uh, my family business, my dad had it. I was basically a contractor and we did warranty work for manufacturer houses, modular homes, did rebuilds. I mean, I mean, your basic contractor kind of like can fix everything type of person. Well, the work ran out. I got the phone call from my dad was like, hey, you don't, you know, work orders are done. We want to have my work coming in. I'm sorry, Shane, you're on your own. I said, oh, okay. Crap. You know, at that point, I had my daughter already in 2004. I mean, she was uh, eight years old, I guess. And then, then my son was just born. So there I was on the couch. I was like, oh, crap. I don't have any work. You know, the last paycheck was the last paycheck. What the crap do I do? You know, I'm, I'm not really the kind of person, no offense to those who are, but there's two things. One, I just don't do the whole unemployment thing. It's not my jam. It's not how I'm wired. It's just not what I do. And then two with that, I don't even think it was an option having a family business. I didn't think unemployment was even a thing. So it never crossed my mind. It was like, what do I have to do? Keyword, what do I have to do? Not what can somebody do for me? What do 
I have to do? What's my next step? And it was, you know, you've heard the old saying behind every successful man is a powerful woman. And my wife is the one that, you know, said, Shane, hon, we have friends at church that do home inspections. You know everything about houses. Why don't you just look into being a home inspector? And that's what I did. It doesn't, it's not sexy. It's not glamorous. It's not glorifying. It's not a wonderful thing. If there's inspectors out there, you know what it's like, man. I mean, but you, it's a good, you know, what's interesting about what you just said is that there are whole television series about home inspectors now. How do I yes. know this? <laughs> we just got, you know, like we moved into this new house and mm-hmm. instead of just having internet, now we have cable TV. And I haven't had cable TV in like 10 years, right? right. So I used to be just a Netflix on demand type guy, right? Sure. And my wife, who's not originally from here, you know, she, uh, you know, she very clearly said, How else am I supposed to learn? how things are in this country if I'm not watching TV, right? So what does she do? She gravitates towards uh, HGTV, you know, Home and Garden TV. <laughs> of course. And yeah. now we have been binging on all of these shows that you were describing, right? For the past <laughs> eight, nine months. And, That's very cool. Okay, I get it, right? You know, so we've learned about all these different places. You know, I learned that, you know, in the Northeast, for example, there are a million ways to heat your house. There isn't just an AC unit that, uh, you know, that sends things over. No, you have a lot and, of options. You know, and also, you know, like the kind of work that you guys are doing, it is a, it's pretty well paid, mm-hmm. right? E, there's a, the, there is advancement for, you know, tra- scaling up, gain, uh, gaining customers. Mm-hmm. And all of these people are the consummate entrepreneurs, right? They're yeah. all, they're all there. Not only, you, you know, looking to make an honest dollar by being a consultant for people who are about to make what is what is practically the largest purchase in their lives, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, one of the interesting things about that is, you know, by by getting into that uh by getting into that um uh, you know, into that field, you are actually queuing yourself up for you know, additional type of work because like you said, you know, you you know, you grew up doing all kinds of work like this. What's right. to stop you from using the home inspection to be a, you know, your foot in the door to offer other goods and services, right? Yeah, that's an excellent segue. I mean, quite frankly, I mean, I I was I started in 2004. Those of you in second think back to that time, that was a while ago now, but 2004, real estate was fantastic. I lived in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, resort area. It's a beach area. Real estate's always pretty good there. Well, for crying out loud, man, you just almost hang your shingle out and you got work. I mean, the first year in business, I did 225 home inspections, which is pretty darn good. National average would be about you know 100 inspections your first year. But then about 2007 is when I was like, I need to learn how to do marketing. I didn't really understand it, man. Now, think about it. You're proverbial carpenter, son. You're kind of a contractor by trade. You didn't really have to go out and find work. That's where my marketing background began. I hired a, of all things, I hired a home inspector coach. Now, he didn't teach you how to do home inspections. You're already doing that, man. You know, like you wouldn't, if you build decks for a living, you don't need somebody to teach you how to build a deck. You need somebody to help you get customers, right? Now, that's what this gentleman did. And the first thing he taught me was, Shane, you're no longer a home inspector. You are a marketer of home inspection services. Life-changing. Absolutely life That started my journey. And I've always, even back to who I am, I was blue collar by trade, white collar at heart. As a kid at eight years old, my vision was to work in Wall Street. I wanted to be the guy that had a suit and tie and carry briefcase to work and work in a large office building. 
If anybody is cringing right now because you're in that life, I've never experienced it. It was a childhood dream. I grew up in the 70s and 80s. And I was born in the late 70s. So my, that, was the, that was the deal, right? You go to high school, you go to college, you do that. But I didn't do any of that. But anyways, that's where my journey began as being a marketer. And it was then I hired a coach. And then I realized, oh, I need to market my services. And that's how it began. But you talk about having your foot in the door. Look, man, it wasn't uncommon to... You know, this isn't like braggadocious income, but it was a six-figure business when I, you know, learned how to do marketing. I could have my day actually done, done by 1 p.m. And then from 1 p.m. on, I could do whatever else I wanted to do. So I marketed my services. I even went to college in 2010 and got three different degrees. You know, I got an associate's degree. I got a bachelor's degree in marketing. And then I got my MBA, you know, in 2014. And I was figuring by that time I can go out and do something else. But, you know, I just end up, morphing into coaching consulting based on where I learned through my MBA program. Not that they teach you how to do any business because this business school doesn't teach you how to run a business. If you didn't know that, now you do. Um, I am the MBA guy. I was MBA student of the year. I mean, student of commodity, you don't get any better than what I did in college. It, it's, it doesn't amount to hill of beans. They do not teach you to run a business. They do not teach you how to start a business. They teach you how to be in clog in the system that they do. You're just a clod and you're learning how to conform and comply. I'll pass. <laughs> Take your conformity and compliance and stick it. <laughs> That's not who I am. You uh, know, I, uh, I want to interject here because I also got my MBA at the nice. university. I did an I did a executive program uh, a while back. And what was interesting for me was I was sure as the sky is blue, that as soon as that diploma was in my hand, Google was going to be calling me up like that, right? You know what I heard? Crickets. Yep. Right. Because I was looking at my I was looking at my uh, at my CV. I'm like I'm multilingual. I've already had 10, 15 years in tech. I, you know, mm -hmm. I've done all these great things, and I was like, that's it. I'm just going to wait for. I was hands behind my my head, waiting for them to bust down my door. Yep. You know what happened? Nada. Right. And that was like, okay, am I toxic? Is that, you know, and that was really <laughs> the catalyst, you know, to becoming an entrepreneur because I, you know, then I realized like I had achieved all these accolades already. Right. You know, and even in my corporate life, I had this, uh, you know, like I, I, I was able to achieve a lot, you know, just based on the type of work that I was doing. And then to tack the, uh, you know, the bachelors and the, and the masters on top of it, I was like, okay, you know, like, yeah, sky's the limit now guess what? I was still back to where you, you know, to where I was, mm -hmm. but, but it did change the way I thought, right. Mm -hmm. It did change the way I approach things. It changed. It actually got me to start on the, my entrepreneurial journey. It got me to realize that I was, you know, while I was working in corporate, making a good salary and all that, I was not really being challenged because I was still a department head in a, you know, doing a very specific job in a, you know, in a two to 400 person company who does that. Right. And, it, and at the end of the day, it just, you know, when it really hit me with like a ton of bricks was I was serving at the, at the leisure and pleasure of someone else. I was building mm -hmm. someone else's dream. Mm -hmm. Right. Totally. And then that part got depressing. Right. Cause I knew I could be fired at any moment. And then I would mm -hmm. be two to four paychecks away from financial disaster. And I'm like, you know, something Pass. I don't want to do that. Yeah, kudos something. to you. Um, yeah, yes. I never experienced that. I never. I had a couple part-time jobs, but I never experienced. I was an entrepreneur since 2004, and won't look back. 
So yeah. I never experienced that. It was just, if you remember 2008, nine and 10, real estate market got weird. I was like, well, you know, that was my bread and butter. I mean, we lived in the coastal area, crashed. The real estate market crashed. I mean, I went from doing, I mean, say like, you know, 25 home inspections a month. So you kind of budget your life around that. I went down from doing that to like seven. You, I couldn't there, like pay my rent off that, right? It's not like you can market no. your way necessarily out of that when you have all these no. external marketing pressures, you know, happening With, around you. It was the real estate crisis. It, well, I don't want to, that's not an excuse for anything. That was just how it was. That was just the data. That's just how it was. That's when I started to go to college and thought that I would be, my dream was to be a marketing director for Walt Disney World. That's what I wanted. Little did I know that I had that. I'd have a better chance of winning the lottery twice than I would have getting that job, <laughs> you know? Exactly. And then even, and then by the time I finished my MBA, this is already past the market crisis, all that nonsense. I had already, my business was doing six figures systematically. I doubled it. I doubled my revenue pretty quickly once I learned how to do marketing, which is how I got experience with that. The MBA didn't teach me how to think. I was, you don't, you're not taught how to think in college. Um, they don't want you thinking. They want you conforming. See, and, and they want your mind closed. They don't want you to think. I've seen that and I can speak it and I preach it because I lived it. I've seen it firsthand. Like they don't want you thinking. They want you conforming and they want your mind closed. You see, a closed mind doesn't think. A closed mind only conforms. And I learned that. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't, I can't do that. No open-minded individual. You don't see the Richard Branson going out there doing a four-year degree and then doing what his degree told him to do. He was like, laughing at his English teacher that told him he wouldn't mount a hill of beans. And he's like, screw you. <laughs> I'm going to own half the world. You know, that's, that's how you get, you just have that, all oh, that grit. And you just can't have that. in the world I was trying to get into what college did what teach you? me. I was so thankful of, they taught me that I knew how to speak. I knew how to lead. I knew how to motivate. I learned that in my MBA because as you remember in your MBA program, yeah, you do some grunt work as far as paperwork, but you do a lot of presentations. I was up in front of a lot of crowds and a lot of, a lot of speech and speeches I had to give and presentations. And I realized I dig that. <laughs> the professors would stop and watch me. I would get an A one minute into the presentation, but they would just watch me and then ask me to come back afterwards to teach their classes. And I was like, I dig that, man. It was such a blessing. It just was. I know I criticize because college and whatnot, because it's a whole different thing now, but I learned a lot about myself when I was there. What do you think is the biggest challenge for entrepreneurs and solopreneurs to scale their businesses from five figures to six mm -hmm. and then from six figures to seven? What do you think is the biggest is the biggest roadblock that they encounter? They are. It's how they're thinking, one hundred percent. It's 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 how they're thinking. It's it's the very first thing you encounter when somebody tells you wherever partner, wherever you are right now, whoever's listening to this. Let's just say that's whatever. Let's just say for argument's sake, you're earning a hundred thousand dollars a year. Okay, that's awesome. That's not that's you can live off that, man. You can live well. But say you have dreams of earning five hundred thousand dollars the next year. Is it possible? You're damn right it is. <laughs> you told your eyes, totally possible, right? But here's what happens. You're thinking, I can't do that. I can't. There's no way I can do that. That's for other people. Other people would do that kind of stuff. That's for a Grant Cardone. He can do that. Tony Robbins, I mean, he can do that. You know, Shane Boy, dude, he can't. I, I can't do that. That's where you stop. Has nothing to do with the techniques, man. Has nothing to do with learning how to do a podcast or learning how to do marketing, or those are all simple techniques that can be taught to anyone. 
the biggest problem you're going to encounter is your mindset. Well said. Well said. Thank you so much for sharing that. Shane, where can people learn more about you and find you online? Oh, simple enough. And I'll tell you, and I'll tell you straight up, it's not for vanity purposes. When I tell you my domain name, it is theshaneboyd.com. That I, that's not for vanity. Okay. I got to stress that theshaneboyd.com. There is a football player who played for University of Kentucky, then he played for Arizona, and now he plays for the Canadian Football League, and his name is, you guessed it, Shane Boyd. So he got the domain first. I just got the Shane Boyd because it was easy to keep my name in there. It's easy to find me on Instagram. I'm at the Shane Boyd. So theshaneboyd.com is my website. Amazing. Shane, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been a lot of fun. I love nerding out on this stuff. You know, <laughs> mindset, oh, you know, mindset and the practical, merging those two together and you know, being able to touch other people's lives is um, you know, is probably one of the greatest gifts that we can um, you know, that we can do as entrepreneurs totally. to help others rise up. So, thank you so much for joining me today. It was my pleasure, Jeff. Thank you. Hey everyone, I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com and then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.